Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hey Bills fans, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host Nate and we're going to discuss this come from behind win by the Buffalo Bills 17-16 over the New York Jets in New Jersey this afternoon. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts John and Mike fellas. You ready to talk about the Bills' first win of the 2019 season? Neat. It feels like 1993. This is incredible. Yeah, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. This this team. So first of all, we're one and zero in the league, one and zero in the division, obviously, and it's a huge win against what is considered a potential wild card opponent. So. That's always huge. That's the first tiebreaker in wild card. Not that we're aiming for the wild card. We're aiming for <laughs> to win to win the AFC. But if we're not, then the next thing has to be wild card. And the first tiebreaker is head to head win. So we got that. Um as far as this game goes, I mean it kind of felt like the tale of two halves, in my opinion, where the first half the Bills were moving the ball okay, and they were seeming to sustain some drives, but they just kept... Just being generous. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> it was... it was. I thought they had some good things in the first half, but yeah, yeah, just nice, Mike. Nice. <laughs> coming in coming in strong for the first game. I love it. I I, I think that they, they were... They, they had some good things going in the first half. It was just a matter of not being able to sustain them and not being able to, um, I guess, what's the word, not turn the ball over at the end of them every single time. It was just unbelievable. And I actually criticized Josh Allen into halftime, and I took a lot of flack on Twitter over it, saying that he was turning the ball over. And, you know, at least one of those, well, actually two of those weren't his fault. The one, the pass to Cole Beasley over the middle where it was it hit him in the hands and popped right into C.J. Mosley's hand. And then, uh, you know, Mitch Morris basically dropping the uh, the snap to Josh Allen. And, you know, then Josh Allen had those two really, one was right into the arms of the defender. Well, not right into the, he batted up in the air and then caught it and stuff like that. But the second half, man, they made some adjustments. They started playing a lot of Devin Singletary. The defense stayed stout, which I was really worried about because Le'Veon Bell and that offense, man, they'll just wear you down over time. So I, I was I was really happy. I I mean, you know, let's let's all thank uh, thank our lucky stars that C.J. Mosley actually got injured in the second half because man, he was I I didn't have a whole lot of thoughts about C.J. Mosley in free agency. I knew he was good. I knew that the Jets paid a lot of money for him. I was like, oh, he probably overpaid, right? Dude, that that guy at least as far as this game is worth was worth every single penny that they paid for him because he was probably the difference in the first half. So I'm gonna turn it over to you guys, John. What did you think? About the game in general, what were your thoughts on 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 the team on the team seeing your, the first action of the season? 
Yeah, man, you, you nailed it when you said uh, tail of two halves. I mean, they started out first quarter, 19 passes in a row. The, I think the first run was at the very end of the first quarter. It was a one-yard run from Frank Gore. And on one hand, it was exciting, you know, to see them coming out passing. You know, Josh Allen was five of six for his first six passes, and they were making drives, moving down the field. Obviously, they were turning the ball over at the end of those drives. Um, it was exciting, but then at the same time, you're like, okay, they need some balance here. They need to, they need to throw some running plays in the mix, at least a little bit, right? Yeah. Which is kind of because in the past years, it's the opposite. It's like we need more balance. We need more passing. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I, you know, they they game plan that way, and it they did make second half adjustments. Singletary finally got involved, and he he had really awesome bursts of energy. He had, uh, some of those runs and 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 uh, receptions. It was really amazing to see. Um, and then Josh Allen, he 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 stayed he stayed true. He he kept kept working at it. He didn't you know, he's still driving down the field in the second half, not and he minimized the mistakes. That was the difference. He 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 took away the mistakes in the second half. He didn't let it get to him. He kept going and between that and Singletary, Dibble made the adjustments. And the defense, like you said, they stayed stout the entire game, only lit up eight points. I thought it was great. I think you guys are being way too hard on Josh Allen. This game felt like the Bills were right there the entire time. It was like the definition definition of being snake bit. It was like the flukiest things over and over and over again. And the Bill, like the Bills defense was outstanding, right? They gave up eight points the entire game. And it just felt like get the ball back. This it can't happen again. And it did in the first half. Mm-hmm. It happened three additional times after the first turnover. But it just felt it felt like the it the turnovers sucked, but yeah. you felt like the defense is going to take care of it, and the Bills are still in the game. Yeah, they're, they're can you guys feel like that? It felt to me a lot different than than prior years. Like we got to get the ball back for Allen in the offense to go down, and eventually these fluke things cannot happen for four full quarters. We're we're right here. We're right there. Get the ball back, and and things will turn around. And eventually they did. Yeah, this is. It definitely helped that they were playing the Jets. I think. Yeah. If it was. A, if it was a lot of other teams, they they probably wouldn't have been able to come back from four turnovers. I don't think the Jets are a job. I think Sam Darnold is a great player. Le'Veon Bell is a top running back. I agree that you can't screw around with the Patriots, things like that, and the elite teams. But the deep- I don't think the Jets are a Miami at the <laughs> other end of the spectrum. I don't know if any teams yeah. in Miami at this point. <laughs> that was uh, I love I love the point that you brought up, Mike, about. Uh, never giving in and never giving up and just needing one more chance because even into halftime, they were only down by, what, six points? And that's as as bad as that game was going. And it was going bad considering the turnovers. The Jets could not, could not capitalize off of them, which is huge. In prior years and prior teams, to your point, Mike, they would have let that happen and not only let that not shown up on the field, but shown up mentally. They would have... Josh Allen did not let those plays get to him, John, like you said. And I think this is in a greater chasm of of this entire game and this team is the culture that Sean McDermott has created of never give up, never say die, and keep on playing. And and they they did. How many other teams have we seen in the past just kind of give up? Like, well, you know, the 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 defense is playing their butt off, and they're just and the offense can't get anything going. 
And eventually the defense is just like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done doing this. And, and then they let, you know, 20 points up in the fourth quarter. The Bills defense did not do that. And I thought they looked, I thought they looked great. And this just, this team is mentally tough to, to be able to sustain that and, and go through what they went through and still find a way to win. Dude, how, how interesting was it? I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Cody Ford. If you, if you say, you don't know if we noticed that Le'Veon Bell hadn't played in 602 days, I'm going to throw my computer out the window. <laughs> Did they mention that once or twice? Like on the enough. Broadcast? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, wait, does he even know how to play the game anymore? It's been 602 days. <laughs> That does that sounds a lot better than just saying, ah, it's like a year and a half. <laughs> a year and a year and two thirds. It's not that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- I don't know if you guys knew this, but Cody Ford started the game at right tackle and the last couple of drives, the Bills substituted in Ty Naseki in a right tackle. And I believe that helped a lot with getting Josh in a little bit more protection. So another thing that I wanted to give the Bills coaching staff and uh, players a lot of credit for is adjusting in the second half. John, you mentioned Frank Gore not really getting going, putting Devin Singletary in, getting him into involved in the passing game, getting him involved in the running game. Uh, I, obviously, C.J. Mosley not being there helped a lot because they were getting a lot of work over the middle. Uh, but you know the the adjustment to not only you know get Devin Singletary involved, but also to change their protection around Josh Allen so that he's not running for his life. You know every single play, and he wasn't. I, that's overblown. It wasn't every single play, but it was more often than you'd like to see. And in, in in the first half compared to the second half, Josh Allen was running a lot more. And not only was he running, he was taking a lot of hits, <laughs> like way more hits than you want your, you know, quote unquote franchise quarterback taking. In the second half, he was running a lot less and was taking a lot less hits. So uh, as far as I go, like we were talking about a tale of two halves, as far as the play on the field, I want to say a tale of two halves for the coaching staff and just changing their game strategy overall. Do you guys agree? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, I think one of the goats of the first half was the offense in general, and part of that was Dable, the play calling. Um, I think in the second half, um, adding more runs in, and, and uh, specifically Devin Singletary, that, that helped a lot. And then, like you said, with the uh, offensive line changes. All right, so we're going to go over some stats of the game. I wanted to, so I'm going to start off the stats of the game with a quiz for Mike and John. Fellas, give me a number. What do you think the yards per carry were for Devin Singletary in this game? You're sharing your screen with me. Can you still see it? You're on the ESPN. (laughs) Can you still see it? Game stats. (laughs) Oh, whoops. For for what it's worth, I already knew that answer. Stop sharing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, new uh new quiz. <laughs> okay. Okay, no, I got another one for you. How come you guys didn't say anything? Um we did. <laughs> what was Josh Allen's passer rating in the fourth quarter? Josh Allen's passer rating in the fourth quarter. Now, it's That's a total a complex calculation. It's it's just give me a number. You don't have to calculate anything. So, um you know the maximum is 158.3. I'll give you a hint. It is not 158.3. It is less than 158.3. But this isn't Price is Right rules because I don't want Mike to say 120 and John just say one. So we're doing straight up whoever's closest by number. You think that they could make it zero to 100. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's the QBR. I think that's the ESPN QBR you're oh, discussing. Okay. That's No, I'm not discussing it. I, I, didn't, I just make it a, a scale more palatable 
to humans, right? Yeah. Without me having to spend like ten seconds to explain what the what the range of a passer rating. What range ends in a point three? I mean, everything else is base ten, right? Convert it. Whatever. Use your formula, but convert it over. Well, I'll say so, a hundred and thirty-two point four. <laughs> nice. One thirty-two point. One hundred thirty-two point three. Damn it! Oh, Mike's right, actually. Yes. <laughs> nice try, John. One forty-two point five. He was eight for ten, one hundred and two yards and a touchdown, in leading the Bills to the fourth quarter game-winning drive. So th- this actually brings up a point I wanted, to, I wanted to discuss with you guys is, you know, you look for all of these things from a guy like Josh Allen that could be your potential franchise quarterback, right? Things that move in the right direction. Is this guy going to be your franchise quarterback or not? And one of those things is to lead a fourth quarter comeback and unlike last year, do it with your arm instead of running the ball. And I'm not ready to to say he's a franchise quarterback, but man, he looked good. This is one of those things that you want to see in the face of pressure, in the face of adversity, in, in being on the road especially. The guy led a fourth quarter comeback with his arm, throwing some really nice passes. So I think Josh Allen deserves a ton of credit for that today, not only getting over you know the first half and all the turnovers, but just you know making that next step. That's one of those many steps that you always see with you know Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, how many fourth quarter comebacks have they led? So here's another one. Add another one to Josh Allen. Another thing that you know he's been able to prove. And you know when people look at this game, if, if people look at the highlights and they look at what Josh Allen did, they won't say, "Oh, he's a running quarterback that can also pass." Today he was a passing quarterback that won the game that way. So let's go over some some more stats of the game. Josh Allen, 24 for 37 on the day, 254 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, two fumbles lost. Devin Singletary, four carries for 70 yards, 17 and a half yards per carry. That was the number that you guys saw on my screen earlier. Um, Josh Allen was rushing 10 yards for 38, or I'm sorry, 10 carries for 38 yards. And Frank Gore only had 11, and the most carries of the whole team, 11 carries, but only 20 yards at 1.8 yards per carry. So luckily they made that adjustment in the second half. John Brown. John Brown leading the receivers for the Buffalo Bills. Free agent John Brown, John Smokey Brown, which I don't know if you guys caught that on the telecast. Rich Gannon was talking about John Brown while the Jets were on the field, and number 15 on the Jets kept catching the ball, so that was pretty funny. Um, just just more grade-A broadcasting by the NFL. So John Brown, seven, seven catches on 10 tar- targets, 123 yards, and one touchdown. So this he's... John Brown becomes the first player in Buffalo Bills team history to record over 100 receiving yards in his Bills debut. So really cool stat, really great. I mean, the rookies showed up today. The free agents showed up today. Cole Beasley was the number two in, re- in receiving yardage, five receptions for 40 yards. Tommy Sweeney, two, yard, or two receptions for 35 yards, and so on and so forth. On the defensive side of the ball, um, Jordan Poyer led the team with six tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. Guy had a monster game. Matt Milano, six tackles, one tackle for loss. Um, as far as sacks go, Lorenzo Alexander had half a sack, and Jerry Hughes had one and a half sacks. And Shaq Lawson had that huge sack on third down. So really great, really great um, performance by the defense. On the Jets' side of the ball, Sam Darnold, 28 for 41, only 175 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. 
So stat lines are different turnover-wise, but obviously Josh Allen had a better day throwing the ball besides the turnovers. Le'Veon Bell led uh, in rushing, obviously, 17 carries for 60 yards, only 3.5 yards per carry. So I think that's a win, in my opinion. If you were to say, um, you know, you were able to hold uh, Le'Veon Bell to only 3.5 yards per carry, I think that's a win in my book. Especially when I believe he had over 200 yards against us a couple of seasons ago with the Steelers. So, so yeah, not... Less than 200 yards against us. That's a win. I didn't like how he had that two-punt conversion. <laughs> what do you mean? What didn't you like about it? The fact uh, that he caught it or the fact that he was... Yeah. Yeah. The Bills I didn't couldn't like defend it? The Bills let him get that. Ah. Uh, it was infuriating. It was like that ball was up in the air for such a long time. And it wasn't like Bell was moving. just like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> caught. Bell just sat there for like 10 seconds while the ball just fluttered into the air. Yeah. Leading receiver for the Jets, Jamison Crowder, 14 receptions on 17 targets, 99 yards. He had an amazing game. Um, Le'Veon Bell, second, six receptions for 32 yards on nine targets. Le'Veon Bell, almost almost 100 yards all-purpose again, but still nothing like a stat line from a normal uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Le'Veon Bell. So, so interesting stats of the game. Just... Here's a, here's a few more I just got from uh, from the Bills PR that really talked about how well the Bills did today. Um, Devin Singletary car- er, Devin Singletary had four carries for seventy yards, and the seventy yards marks the third highest rushing total by a Bill in their debut, trailing Marshawn Lynch who had ninety in his debut and Thurman Thomas had eighty six. Josh Allen had his ninth career rushing touchdown for the day. The Bills rallied from a 16-point deficit to record their season-opening win. That's the largest comeback since 2011, which was 21 points against the New England Patriots. I believe that that was a game they won, I believe, in, in September 25th against the New England Patriots in 2011. That's the one they won. Josh Allen's 24 completions and 254 yards passing. Both marked career highs for the second-year quarterback. Jerry Hughes, recording a multi-sack day, moved into the sole possession of sixth place on the team's all-time sack chart in franchise history. So some really cool things there. We're actually going to take a break right now. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss our plays of the game and our wall of famers and wall of shamers. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. 
Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. All right, welcome back to the Circling the Wagons podcast. I'm your host, Nate, joined by my co-hosts, Mike and John, to discuss this Bills victory on week one, where they defeat AFC East division rival, the New York Jets. Hey guys, what? just in general, this is kind of exciting uh, from a Bills standpoint, is that this could be a really exciting rivalry between Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Now, obviously, Josh Allen had the better of this game, but it could easily have gone the other way. I think this is; these are two very young quarterbacks that have a lot of potential. I liked what I saw from Sam Darnold, and obviously Josh Allen's competitiveness. I mean, that's kind of exciting, right? I think this could be, you know, barring Brady doesn't play till he's fifty, this could be the division rivalry within the AFC East. What do you guys think? Absolutely, just like EJ and Geno. <laughs> nice. Thanks for that snark, John. Mike. <laughs> Not excited at all about talent. And like right that's what everybody wants a franchise quarterback. I don't I think we want one and we don't want anybody else to have any. I don't mean I, you're right. I definitely don't want him to have one. But I mean if these are the the Bills haven't had a division rival. I guess is my point in a long time. I mean we've made up rivalries, but we've really never been competing with anyone else in the division because the Patriots have been running away with it season after season and they still might again this season, but you know, in the coming seasons. What's that, John? Not this year. This is the year. This is the year, John. John, are they they starting their 23 and 0 quest? Yes, this is it. This is it. 23 and 0. 5 and 0. They're already on their way. So it's just been so long since we've ever, and I guess you just have to think a couple of years ahead to when the Patriots will eventually end their dynasty. Hopefully Bill Belichick retires, Tom Brady retires, and now we start over with, you know, right now you just have a complete garbage heap in Miami. And so it's really just the Bills and the Jets at this point. And, you know, if it's an exciting sort of Bills-Dolphins rivalry that we had in the 90s, then I'm all for it. Even if we split split one a year and win the other five against the other here, the other four against the other teams, I'm okay with it. So, all right, let's get to the plays of the game for the Buffalo Bills. So, plays of the game brought to you by our T Public store. You want to find some cool Bills gear that you can't find anywhere else on the internet? Check out tpublic.com/stores/ctwpod, where we have 15 to 20 extremely unique designs, such as Josh Allen hurling the haters t-shirt which i will be wear which i wore today which i'll be wearing pretty much every game until they lose they have the sean mcdermott trust the process shirt the circle the wagons shirt, or circling the wagons podcast logo and a bunch of really cool other designs that you have to check out on this uh this bills victory week at tpublic.com slash stores slash ctw pod now the ctw pod is just like our twitter handle at circling the wagons pod play of the game for me just has to be, you know, it, it was the changing point of the game. It was a, it was it was a, it was a great pass by Josh Allen to hit John Brown in the fourth quarter on the game-winning drive, where he threw that 38-yard pass, and John Brown wasn't even necessarily open, but there was no safety over the top, and he just threw it to where John Brown could make a play, and 
and he's just turning out right now at this point to be a really great free agent acquisition. It just capped an amazing day by John Brown and the connection that he's made with Josh Allen so far. And I'm really excited to see that for the rest of the season. And it was just, it was an unbelievable comeback and it just capped, capped that off. What'd you guys think? Do you guys have another play of the game? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably go with that one myself. Um, I mean, there were other plays as well. Uh, there was that, uh, third and 10, um, sack the Bills had against the Jets. Um, I forget that was Shaq Lawson. Yep, that was, that was Shaq Lawson. Yep. Sacking Dar- Darnold almost, uh, rolled out of the pocket too. And he just had a toe string, uh, a shoestring tackle for that, for that. It was huge, huge Shaq Lawson showing up big today. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it was, it was one of those heart attack games with, <laughs> and it's the first week of the season, right. You know, coming back <laughs> from 16 and 16, nothing to win 17, uh, 16, you know, the ballless play right at the end. Um, the, you know, the, he was beat somehow he made up and coverage didn't interfere with the guy put his arm in there and, and made the play. I mean, that, that was a good play too. Absolutely. Mike, what about you? Same John Brown, touchdown Same. Pass? John Brown's touchdown for the game winner. Nice. So let's go into our wall of famer for the game. So who would we put on our, each, each recap episode, we talk about who we want to put, who obviously was our MVP of the game, who deserves to be on the wall of fame, and who deserves to be on the wall of shame. And actually, oh, I, I, before we get into that, I, I apologize. I wanted to discuss, I, so I posted this on Twitter of, what was your play of the game for today's Bills game? And there's actually a few really good responses on, on Twitter, and I wanted to read some of those right now. This one is by Jerry Jones at Rogue DPP. He wrote the Jets missed extra point in the beginning of the game. That was huge. That was awesome. That's, I, I, I can't believe we didn't discuss that. The Jets kicker missing not only that extra point for that first touchdown, but also that field goal before halftime. I believe it was before halftime. Uh, that was huge. That that was the difference in the game. Not having a good kicker can really cost you in the NFL. Not only. I mean, it- that's on the coaching step, right? Like they've got to figure that out. Normally, when you sign somebody off the street. He's he's a phenom. He's somebody you make Disney movies out of, right? Like, we're, this guy's done. I mean, you kind of feel bad for him, but he, that was he's done, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got to be cut. <laughs> got to be. There's just if you're a Jets player, that's got to be so demoralizing. Oh yeah, they've they've had. I believe they said in the broadcast three kickers in like the last two weeks or something like that. It just goes to show you how hard it is to find a good kicker in the NFL. That's why I'm okay with them extending Steven Hauschka like they did. Uh, they, these guys are a dime a dozen. Wait, no, that's the other, that's the opposite. These guys are so hard to come by. Um, other really great responses. Um, the, the bills guys at the bills guys wrote the CJ Mosley injury on the, on the John Brown breakup in the end zone. That was a, that was a huge breakup by CJ. Dude, CJ Mosley was everywhere. Not only was he in the backfield, not only was he covering guys, not only was he sacking, it was just he was running downfield with John Brown, arguably our fastest receiver. And he broke up that play at the very last second in the end zone. And luckily, according to the Bills guys, and I wouldn't disagree with that, C.J. Mosley uh, got injured on that play. So the turning point of the game for sure is what uh, Jeffrey Waddy at Jeffrey Waddy also said. <laughs> Mark Dominski at M. Dominski wrote the final whistle when the game ended. There we go. That was a good one. Travis Barchowski 
at tbarjo12, any play by Singletary, 100%. Tony Breggins at FFT305 wrote something very similar. Every defensive play, defense was on fire. (laughs) Vito Kavanaugh at VitoCav13, when they decided to run the ball. Uh, that was that's a good point. That's a good point. But although I I will say that they were making strides passing the ball, just you know when they weren't passing it to the other team by mistake. Bronze better at Na- Nation E D C T <laughs> wrote every second half play. Man, it was huge. Someone else wrote at Kari Kari Vedvik missed extra point. <laughs> Ron at R Tater wrote the play that Dable remembered. They had Singletary. <laughs> some really good, some really good responses on Twitter. This bl- this space is blank at Jake Paz thirteen. The no look defended pass by Levi Wallace. Great, great call there. That was huge. That ended up saving a touchdown at the very end. Gregory at Greg Lang oh one also brings that up. Levi Wallace deep pass breakup. Fishman four nine at Fishman four nine and Jay wrote honestly it has to be in the fourth quarter, but I think. Taron Johnson, the breakup before the half on the Robbie Anderson uh, pass was the play. That was the play where Taron Johnson, again, just stuck his hand right out there and just happened to <laughs> bat the ball away at the last second to stop a touchdown. A lot of a lot of those plays going on today. So, all right, all right, all right. Now let's get into our wall of fame and wall of shame. So wall of fame for me has to go with, I mean, we've mentioned all these guys individually, but I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Devin Singletary right now only because it was he was a rookie. It's his first start of the season of his career in the NFL. The Bills just cut LaShawn McCoy. The Bills had not given Devin Singletary a lot of run in the first half and he just came into the second half on fire. He actually reminds me and I've said this on, on some of the preseason podcasts is he reminds me a little bit of Le'Veon Bell with his with his vision, his elusiveness and his patience to find the hole. I remember we've mentioned this in the preseason. Someone tweeted at me, called it, calling him Devion Singletary. And I don't know, man. He he reminds me a little bit of a younger Le'Veon Bell. So Devin Singletary's first first game as a rookie. His without him, the Bills definitely don't win this game. John, what about you? Who's your Wall of Famer for the game? I'm just gonna put the whole defense up there. A lot of eight points the whole game. Um, you know they were making plays right to the end. If if it wasn't for them, they they would have lost for sure. They, they give up one more anything, and the Jets would have won. Definitely. What about you, Mike? Right to the end, John. Remember, with a minute and a half to go, it's fourth and one. They've got Le'Veon Bell stopped. And you're like, game's over. Game's over. Everyone's cheering. Oh, Le'Veon Bell, first down. <laughs> right, right to the end, I was referring to uh, Levi Wallace. So you admit that was the one problem, I would say, Certainly, the whole team, poise, resilience, all game, but that one play could have cost them the game, not playing to the end. Like I said, a minute and a half to go. It's fourth and one. They've got them stopped. Jordan to rights. Jordan's second yep. effort. Jordan Phillips was celebrating that uh, tackle. <laughs> right. That end of, uh, turnover that on downs, and it wasn't maddening. even. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? I thought they stopped them. I'm like high fiving my wife and everything. Like, oh, this is great, whatever. And then, like, I look back up at the TV and they're throwing the ball down. Feel like, what just happened? <laughs> John, how long did you step away from the TV? That was like a good minute or so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> I thought the game was over. I went upstairs. 
But, uh, yeah, come back, come back down. The game's still going on five minutes later. Hey, can we talk about this? Has nothing to do with the Wall of Fame for the game, but the end of the first half dragged on forever. They used like all six of their timeouts within like two minutes. Like, what was that? Talk about dragging on the in the first half. That was just like I was just. What is this like? Was it three o'clock almost? Uh, geez, we haven't even finished the first half. Anyway, Mike, who's on your Wall of Fame? It's John Brown, eh? Seven receptions, 123 yards in the game-winning touchdown. Come on, okay. There's, that's <laughs> I, I can I can get with that. I can get all, every every one that you guys mentioned. I there were so many game balls and you know Wall of Fame nominations to go around. I'd even like someone mentioned the C.J. Mosley second half injury. I might give that one, put that one on the Wall of Fame. So let's go to. Actually, I have a few on Twitter for Wall of Fame versus Wall of Shame. Jason Statham at J Statham. Writes Wall of Fame, John Brown or Jordan Poyer. That's a good one. Jordan Poyer had an amazing game too. I think he's kind of under the radar. Mark Van Langingham at Marsadale wrote Wall of Fame is uh, Devin Singletary. Wall of Shame, Cole Beasley. So Cole Beasley, if it wasn't for that tip up interception, the t- I'd say that he had a pretty decent game. I mean, he was he was exactly what we needed him to be. A guy that's just under the middle or over the middle, catching passes underneath. Just I awesome to have, exciting to have. I just don't think this was his welcome to the party game. You know, whatever no. you want to say, like breakout game. It no. wasn't. He, he did have another big drop on the sidelines. Yeah, too. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, oh, yeah. but I, I agree. I, I don't. You know, it's you know the future. I think is just really bright. I'm excited to have him. I just don't think it was yeah as good as it could be. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to have like a Jamison Crowder like game, but I was kind of hoping like somewhere in between what he had and what that game, <laughs> maybe you know seven receptions for eighty yards and you know. But yeah, I, I see. Stephen Ujvari Jr. at Unconquered O four one two wrote Hall of Fame or Wall of Fame Shaq Lawson, Jordan Poyer, John Brown. I I think that Shaq Lawson one is good. I mean, Shaq, Shaq Lawson is in a contract season and. He just showed up really great today. He had that huge sack that we discussed earlier on third and ten, and then he had that pass batted down at the line. The guy is just showing up like, and you would kind of hope that in general with this being his fourth season. And you know, if he if he keeps showing up like this, he's either gonna have he's gonna have a huge payday at the end of the season if he if he plays like this game in and game out. And hopefully, you know, it's the the Bills like I mentioned last podcast. They have eighty nine million dollars in uh, in cap space, so I don't know if they. If they can re-sign him, but hey, man, if he if he shows up like this, you, you do your best to get him. <laughs> Mike Taylor, this might be the best wall of fame on Twitter. Mike Taylor, at MikeTaylor6895, right, wrote, for the wall of fame, that would be us, the fans, for not turning it off at halftime. <laughs> well put, well put. So, so we talked wall of fame. Let's talk wall of shame. I'll go first on this one because, I mean, at the end of the game, especially with a huge win like this, it's really hard to look back and try to find a lot of negative things. At least it is for me. But I'm going to say Wall of Shame is just the first half offense. It just lacked a lot of creativity, like um, any screen passes or any slant passes. It just seemed a lot of... I don't, they were moving the ball, but I, I don't know. 19 passes in a row. I, I always want them to pass more than run the ball, but... Yeah, you have to show some sort of. You're putting your rookie quarterback in a lot of, in a lot of tough situations. Not your rookie quarterback. You're second year quarterback in a lot of tough situations in his first game of, of his second season, and relying on this new offensive line completely to protect him. 
So I would have liked them to run the ball a little bit more. Of course, that's hindsight is twenty twenty. But in general, obviously, we know the second half offense was much better. But I'm going to put the first half offense on my wall of shame. What about you, John? Yeah, I mean, I agree. First half offense. Um, you know, Those, uh, it, it, they were flukes. The turnovers were flukes. The offense came out firing. It was exciting to watch. All you guys do is talk about, oh, they run too much right into the pile. Jets' defensive line is really good. Their weakness is their corners. Like, I loved how we came out throwing the ball. But they didn't attack the corners. They were throwing short they passes. They were moving the ball, and, and then <laughs> it was those fluke turnovers. In the corners. They were not throwing it deep. They weren't testing out those those defensive backs. No, they were testing out C.J. Mosley, who was uh, uh, succeeding and passing that test very well for the most part in the first half. I, w- I would agree with John on this one as far as testing the backs. But to, to your point, Mike, the, the Jets have a really good defensive line. So I could see not running it up the gut, but maybe more some more creative runs, maybe out to the side. Maybe a run like the, the Bills had that very interesting uh, quarterback sweep in the second half. Like that was creative play calling. You know, maybe they didn't want to overwhelm Josh Yellen in the offense in the first half. And then the second half, they're like, all right, we got to change it up. But hey, a flea flicker. Remember those flea flickers last season? I mean, who doesn't like a good flea flicker, right? Love flea flickers. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing ever. More than a Bills win. No. <laughs> so I was just hoping for a little bit more creativity. But you're right, Mike. A couple of bounces, a couple of different things. And that first half offense actually gets, you know, three points or at least a touchdown or something like that, right? So, Mike, do you have anyone on your wall of shame? Or do you have a response to that? <laughs> talking to you too is like talking to the wall. You're just digging in. <laughs> they had a field goal try, right? And then it was Feliciano who had the penalty that, that knocked him out of field goal range. Like they were right there in a couple of different times. Yeah. Just bad bounces. And you knew it was not going to happen all game. Like what other game have you can you ever at one point the bills chance of winning was less than one percent right they're down 16 and 0 on the row turn over turn the ball over four times but it, to me this game was like they're they have a great chance of winning just hang tight it did not feel at all like here we go again or oh woe is me bills stink i through halftime through the third quarter like we're right there our defense is playing lights out we're gonna start getting some of these coin flips to go our way. Yeah, I never thought we were ever completely out of it. Even when we were down 16-0 by the what was it, the third quarter or fourth quarter, I wasn't I wasn't thinking, wow, this game's done. Like they had very much so had a chance, like you said, if they bounces start going the right way for them, which they kind of did with the CJ Mosley injury and some creative play calling. And yeah. Yeah, I never felt felt like we were out of this. John, did you ever feel like we were out of this game? No, I mean Definitely not after halftime. Um, I started to get a little worried at 16 and 0. <laughs> I knew they weren't out of it yet, but I was like, they got to score points. <laughs> um, but they definitely weren't out. Yeah, that was it. Was it was a a welcome change to like like John said or Mike said in, in past games in past seasons. You thought they were out of it. They were never out of it. It was just a testament again to this coaching staff and this the talent on this roster. So, Mike, do you have no wall of shame? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I just. The the play for me when you claw all the way back with a minute and a half to go and they had the game won that really irritated me I guess I'm like oh <laughs> they've got them and then they're they're celebrating Good call. um I mean like you, you rob a bank right you don't celebrate in the parking lot you go to your hideout 
or South America, whatever. You can't stop before it's over. Yeah. That just oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah, and I hope I hope they show that in the film room and embarrass people, and it never happens again because yeah. that could have been the game. Good call. Good call. I love that analogy too. The bank robbery, man. Good one. Nice. Um, cool. So let's let's go over. There are uh, just a few injuries to Bills players today. There was Taron Johnson left the game with a hamstring injury. Saran Neal started in his absence and uh, had a pretty pretty decent game, all things considered. You know, had some rough coverage early in the game and uh, and then just made up for it in the end of the game. Had some good passes defended. And yeah, yeah. So overall, you know, I, I want to say my final thoughts for today's win, today's victory in New Jersey against the Jets is, like I mentioned before, this is going to be a fun divisional rivalry. This was a huge win by the Bills, and and I'm excited. We're really close to that uh, that 23-0 start that John always mentioned, getting to a possibly 11-6 like we predicted in our last podcast where we went over the entire season schedule. And this was one of those games where you needed to win. If you lose against the Jets, then all of those other games that you, that Mike, you, Mike, John, and, and I had winning against like teams like the Tennessee Titans, all of a sudden those go into question because they weren't able to beat a game like the, or a team like the Jets. So I thought it was great. Do you guys have any final thoughts on today's victory against the New York Jets? No, I thought it was great. I mean, it, it almost felt like a role reversal of sorts. Like usually, you know, if you, if you, flip the bills into the jets right it almost seems like oh the jets kind of got out to a little bit of a lead and then they they try to hang on and then they don't type of thing uh so that, that was kind of cool yeah there's that that definitely a game script of past seasons and coaching staffs of being up like just barely enough after like four turnovers i think there was a game with the jets a few years ago when rex ryan was coach where the bills had like five turnovers and the jets ended up winning on a last second field goal anyway <laughs> you know it's that's this is a nice. This is a welcome change of thought and an outcome. Mike, what it's about nice you? Nice not to be in a hole. <laughs> Being an zero and one in a hole, yeah, yeah. And justify starting to justify things and going through the five stages of grief on the season already. You know, it's like it's nice we're already up. Absolutely, so that's awesome. Absolutely. Looking forward to next week. Absolutely. So just in thinking about last season when we were doing the first the first game recap podcast, we were talking the sky is falling. You know, they lost. They got absolutely blown out by the Ravens at home. And we're looking and we're like, geez, what the hell is going on? Like, and uh, you know what? It's so much better beyond this end. It's so much nicer. So, was that the game we had to go over to John's house and bring our sleeping bags and stay with him all night to make sure he was okay? <laughs> make sure nothing bad happened to him. <laughs> I think that was game one last year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is the year. This is the year. What minus the first Bills loss and watch we have to go on like, you know, watch for John be like a hey, texting his wife is John all right how's John doing tonight, you know keep an Make eye sure on. you don't leave him alone <laughs> yeah have shifts yeah yeah man <laughs> anyways I was uh the next game we have next Sunday is against the Owen one New York Giants in New Jersey. And I just want to take this time to, if you guys could leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, we definitely appreciate it. If you love the Bills like we do, please leave us a review. You know, we do these recaps every week, every Sunday night. And and yeah, so 
It's been really fun talking bills with you guys. Um, and so we're going to sign off. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Hopefully another big win we're discussing next week. So for John. 23-0. and 0, Let's go Bills. For Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. The season is bright. And enjoy this Bills 2019 anthem by Don Brown. for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills support for this podcast comes from smart water want to get a little more from every sip Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. 
To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.